this episode, Dr. Cashy discusses the pitfalls of all or nothing. If we decide we fail any time we get it less than perfect, then we A, make it easy to quit on ourselves and say, why bother, before we even start, B, punish ourselves over silly stuff until we give up, and C, succeed in making day-to-day -day living miserable for ourselves and those around us. Think about it this way. We use all or nothing as permission to act poopy and quit on ourselves. As a result, we get left with a lot less all and a lot more nothing. We can perform good enough and still get better. Both can and do exist at the same time. Roll the intro. Welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Little, little bit, a lot a bit more serious today. <laughs> a lot a bit more serious today, actually. Um, let me see here. I'm a little upset, a little emotional, and that might come out. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Cashy was, for lack of a better term, bullied a bit yesterday, and it's made me sad and frustrated. Uh, and for that reason, I took this as an opportunity, like the opportunity it was to, to, to coach myself, to be coached by Mrs. Cashy, and, and craft something that, that I think is valuable to you as well. And warning, um, there, there might be tears, there might be, <laughs> so warning there. Uh, this uh, talking about the, the all or nothing black and white delusion also serves as a way to culminate the previous topics that I've covered recently. Uh, so that is fortuitous in its own right, I suppose. Uh, blowing it, beating yourself up too much, overcompensating, and then feeling like it's impossible to get a grip and get back on track. Uh, and then the, the circle surrounding that is, of course, the all-or-nothing mindset associated with it. Funny how those seem to be a series of events, right? Blowing it, beating yourself up too much, overcompensating, and then feeling like it's impossible to accomplish anything. So I do suggest reviewing those a little bit after this. Uh, it will provide a, a different level of understanding and integration of these philosophies. It will also provide probably much needed comic relief to this dense and gritty thesis. <laughs> okay, now I know I call these fixes and that's kind of cutesy language. This is serious though, and uh, I, honestly, I honestly believe this perspective and the exercises that follow are a feasible solution. Easier said than done, of course, but what is coaching for? Uh, to close the gap between what we want and the things that need to be done to get there <laughs> and doing the things to get there, okay? It is, it's common for people to wear their, their all or nothing attitudes and outlooks like a badge of honor. I've noticed this over the course of my life. Maybe you have as well. Maybe you are one of those people. Uh, it's the ultimate justification for giving up on others and giving up on yourself. That's what it is. Uh, literally writing it off as a personality trait. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just all or nothing. <laughs> uh, all or nothing. The rallying cry of the eternally frustrated and dissatisfied, where one thing defines everything. Viewing the decisions you make, or sometimes more important, anyone else's decisions through, a, through an all-or-nothing black-and-white lens is, is as pertinent of a topic as ever, I think. Uh, the amount of lip service it gets is hilariously over-representative of the level of integration. 
in English, that means there's a general understanding that all or nothing black and white perspectives on decisions are the primary root of interpersonal dysfunction, right? How we interact with other people or groups of people and cognitive dysfunction, right? The way our thoughts give rise to decisions and actions that this all or nothing mindset is more or less bad for those things, okay? However, a, a cursory glance within ourselves and, and those around us and the interactions that we see outside of us directly, uh, that view of the world, despite how vilified it may be, despite how much people speak out against it, has as strong of a foothold in our culture and personal values as it ever has. Do you have any control over how another free-willed adult sees the world? For the sake of this conversation, no. Do you have any control over how you see the world? That is a resounding and unequivocal yes. And there are mountains of anecdotal, empirical, academic, and clinical data validating that. It is impossible to be flexible and reasonable with yourself if you are rigid and illogical with other people or groups of people. It is impossible to be flexible and reasonable with other people or other groups of people if you are rigid and illogical with yourself. How you think, what you feel, why you act. This, as I have said many times before, is a love triangle that needs balancing. If one thing is off, then the other two factors fade into obscurity and it takes you, or has already taken you, down a dark path filled with outrageous levels of tension, friction, and conflict. If you set preposterous expectations for yourself and others, then everyone, including you, inevitably falls short of them. And this fuels a self-fulfilling cognitive behavioral delusion proving that you and anyone else you set expectations for are weak, careless, resistant, and stupid. And the result of those failing, the failings of those expectations, the impending outcome is malicious, demeaning, and hurtful criticism of other people and of yourself. And this combination of failure, labeling, and criticism funnels you down a path of pathological overcompensation. The harder you try, the more mistakes you compound, the farther and farther you fall short. And when this cycle repeats enough times, you are broken of mind and broken of body. The perception of what you can accomplish falls so low that you are only a shell of a human capable of only modest robot-like functionality. The good news is, is that the, there is a solution to this swirling garbage vortex, uh, and you are capable of such solutions. Devising a way to, to take a step back and auditing three different things the current environment and the relationships you have with the people in it, your current know-how, skill set, and your means of acquiring knowledge and skills, and three, the balance between the way you think, what you feel, and how you act. Is the way you're thinking and acting the real you? Or is the real you buried beneath the toxic garbage accumulated from seeing the world in an all-or-nothing, black-and-white, pass-and-fail way? Whenever a person falls short of an expectation you set for them, whenever you fall short of an expectation you set for yourself, it is the most golden of opportunities to take inventory. Okay? So some points to remember here. You already know that rigidity and hyper-restriction of yourself and others gives you the feeling of having won a battle. 
albeit through force and exertion of control over others and or the external control of yourself. You already know that being careless and being permissive with yourself and others makes purposeful progress impossible. You lose the battle. Dr. Cassie is over here on Team Science wondering, hey, why are we fighting? Why is it a battle? Ponder a bit. Make a list of all the things you actively restrict, avoid, or otherwise banned in your quest. And therefore, your mind wanders to them frequently as dictated by ironic process theory. Self-destructive behaviors and substances notwithstanding, what if you started purposefully incorporating these things at regulated intervals? Vaccinating yourself towards the stimulus, keeping all of, all of the behavior within your control in a safe environment. Setting reasonable benchmarks. You mentally restrict different foods, different behaviors, different people under certain circumstances because when you experience these things, people, behaviors, you end up feeling guilty or bad in some way. And reintegrating these things in a controlled way is how to avoid guilt, shame, and embarrassment while simultaneously learning to enjoy it and moderate your behavior around it instead of only in the moment. A moment leading inevitably toward feeling horrible soon after. Imagine actually enjoying these things, foods, peoples, and activities again. Things that you currently restrict so much, you only wait until you freak out, blow out, binge on whatever it is, and then feel bad, simultaneously training yourself to feel horrible about the things you like. <laughs> what a life. Do you think one mistake defines you or other people <laughs> or other people? Do you think, do you think that it's possible to be so far off track that it's impossible to ever find your way again? Do you think it's possible for another person to be so off track that it's impossible to find their way again? Do you feel it's same about yourself as you do others? Do you think that way and then maybe sometime later, when your mood is different, you've changed your mind? What seemed impossible then is now possible now. Or what seemed impossible then is possible now. Do you see how strange and irrational that is by default? Thinking this way only serves to give you permission to treat others and yourself inhumanely. That is it. That is it. Have you ever used these ridiculous standards to give yourself permission to act like a total wretch to others or to yourself, especially to yourself? And then take that negativity from acting like that and leverage it to treat yourself even worse? <laughs> Eventually crushing your spirit and maybe some other spirits in the process? Scores of people with these all or nothing black and white mindsets have a difficult time enjoying anything ever. Or if they manage to enjoy something, it's like a flag goes off in their brains, immediately directing their thoughts to how other people or themselves deserve to feel bad for some reason, falling short of some expectation. Controlled integration of all the arbitrary things you've restricted and possibly binge on creating more guilt is the first step to enjoying things. It sets you up to win because controlled integration and enjoying the thing you've integrated has a built-in reward system. And this method applies to all areas of life. I hope that makes sense. <clears throat> so something to tell yourself here. 
reword this as you will or use it as it is knowing that Dr. Cashy definitely has your back no matter what <laughs> in every circumstance. If you or anyone else has made a mistake, especially you, and you hear yourself thinking this whole thing is done for, your automatic response is that this is permission to act nasty to others and myself. Correction is one decision away. I'll say it again. If you make a mistake or anyone else makes a mistake and you hear yourself thinking this whole thing is done, it's done, it's impossible then your automatic response is that this is permission to act nasty to others and to myself. Correction is one decision away. So to sum all this up, uh, goofing up and making mistakes is a big problem. It's as big of a problem as you make it out to be. And this is simultaneously liberating and frustrating. It's frustrating because you're responsible for building your own prison. It's liberating because you also have the key to freedom. The compound effect goes both ways. You can reinforce feedback loops that pull you closer to where you want to be. You can reinforce feedback loops that push you away. If you had always possessed the self-awareness that one, knowing, mis knowing that many mistakes are coming and impossible to control, but two, knowing that you leverage those honest mistakes, deluding yourself into thinking that making many more mistakes is the way to go, that is possible to control. Would you have continued down the same path if you had known those things? Or would you save yourself years or decades of needless pain and struggle? And so I guess my question to you is that will you save yourself decades and struggle, decades of pain and struggle now with me? I'm always here for you. So that concludes today's Coffee with Cashy rant about the all or nothing mindset. I will be back very soon. I love you all. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>